Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn how to start selling direct to end customers using online sales channels from one of the top mid-sized digital marketing agencies in the USA. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Takara Charisma to the show. Takara is the founder and president of Charisma Marketing, which is Hawaii's leading digital marketing agency. She spent 14 years in the industry, building many seven to nine figure product brands through online marketing and sales. Today, Takara is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers can use the internet to sell directly to end customers. She talks about how an inventor can broadcast your messaging to the world, the types of purchase audiences, how to research other brands around your product, and using video and influencers to increase your invention sales. Now, on to the episode. Takara, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, very excited to have you on. And I understand that you're living the dream in Hawaii, moved from LA. (laughs) I am. I'm living it up, let me tell you, everyday blessed. Uh, It's so nice. I imagine you've got great weather all the time year round. Yes, you will never hear me complain about my weather, not once. That's good, because in the winter times, I used to fly between all of our offices, Toronto, Miami, San Francisco, Texas, and depending on the season you're in, there's a thing or two occasionally to complain about with the weather, but not in Hawaii. Never, never. So if you need a vacation here, you need to come here. But when COVID's all done, come well, over I'll be, here. I'll be taking you up on that. All right. So I understand <laughs> you've got a 14-year history in selling products digitally online. How did it all start? Yeah, I think it started the same way a lot of our businesses start, where we need a need for something. We see a gap in the market and no one's there to fix it. So we fix it ourselves. And my son, who's 14 now, was the reason why I started my own e-commerce store 14 years ago. We wanted to create really cute baby clothing that we couldn't find online. And so I was somewhat resourceful and I realized that I wanted to do print on demand. I didn't want to pre-order a bunch of inventory. I wanted to print as I went and I wanted to create these really funny, cute clothes. So fast forward, we ended up becoming the wholesaler. So that was my need there. And then I couldn't find products at the price I wanted. So I cut the middleman out and I became the middleman. (laughs) Another product solved. And then I started to do, you know, uh, B2B. So business to business, I would wholesale baby blanks and baby clothing. And then also again, transition to B2C where we would do, uh, you know, uh, 50 sales with Zulily, for example, these flash sale websites and get our products into, you know, national online uh, stores. And that lasted for quite a long time. And I realized at that point that I wanted to transition into the marketing side. That was my background, business economics. I knew how to grow a business successfully. I was very passionate about it, more passionate than packing orders and placing inventory and dealing with product specs. I knew the passion was in 
growing a business because I had grassroots done it successfully and I knew I could do it for others. And so now we are, I'm so blessed to say, you know, we're one of the top marketing agencies in Hawaii. We deal with some of the most elite e-commerce brands in the world and we help scale into seven figures, eight figures and beyond through omni-channel digital marketing approach. That's incredible. And I'm excited to talk to you today about selling direct to consumer because there's many different ways to sell product. But one of the ones that I noticed running a design firm that keeps coming up is people want to know if I get to production, how can I sell just directly to my end consumer? And of course, the first thing that pops up is digital sales. How do you sell through platforms like Facebook or Instagram or even TikTok these days and whatever else? And that's what I really want to break down today is figuring out what do we need to develop online? And how do we need to get the ball rolling to get our first, let's say, 100 to 500 customers selling directly to them, cutting out all of the middlemen and just being able to essentially monetize direct from selling to them and producing at a manufacturer and, of course, taking the margin there to grow the business? I love this question because, you know, rewind 14 years ago, back in 2007, Shopify did not exist. Facebook was only 20 million users, not 3 billion, right? Um, I was using Zencart. That was what WooCommerce was, you know, on WordPress. So dropshipping wasn't even a term back then. So we have never lived in a world where it's easier to grow a brand online. And then out of COVID, where we are right now, e-commerce just skyrocketed, right? So, so many brick and mortars had to close their doors. They had to figure out how to go digital very quickly. And we have website platforms like Shopify that make it very easy, right? To just get your, get your products online and sell. But we can be really good at making our product, but we might not be the best marketers. And so where we step in is, okay, so how do we get people to come in our doors and, and create interest in our product? And with the assumption that any product we're putting out there, we've already done, you know, the market research, there's definitely a product to market fit, it's scalable. But now what's the messaging look like at that point? And we can do this in many different ways. We can do it in paid ads, or we can even do it organically. We can focus on the website, but in paid ads and our messaging, I love to focus on sales psychology. So we can talk about that for just a quick minute in the way that we put our messaging together for our products. Yeah, that would be great because let's assume that we're at the point or we're planning for the point where we've got those first 500 units sitting in our garage for all I care, right? We've got the units, they're packaged, they're ready to go. First steps first, obviously, we need to create that website or landing page or whatever else that describes that message. So let's start there with building essentially the foundation and then lead to how do we actually start to drum up those ads? How do we actually build those ads, create those ads? and start getting our first sales in the door. But it all starts obviously from this digital footprint, this website, your initial marketing message. How do we start? And then how do we get it to the ad level? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we always want to stack the deck in our favor before we start running paid ads. So it takes this foundation, which isn't as sexy as ads, but it takes the implementation of the research. So what I love to do is a few things. One is something I call the cow method, and it stands for customer's own words. And what we do as an agency is we'll go in and we'll do so much research on other brands. Now, 
let's say our product is a, an improvement on existing brands. So either we can find very similar brands or brands we inspire to be like online and we can look up their customer reviews, whether it's on Amazon, whether it's on their own website. But what we want to do is we want to pull the five-star reviews and we want to pull like the two or three-star reviews. If you're going to one star, they're so angry that you might not get much value out of those reviews. And what we're going to do is we're going to put them all together in a document. And we're going to then extract the words that people are saying about this and start using them in our copy, whether it's in our ads, whether it's in our landing page, so that who we're trying to sell to, we're using their own words. And I'll give you a perfect example. When we did this for a client of ours that was selling hair loss products, I never used the word for years. I never used the word hairline in any of the ads not on the website, not in the emails, nowhere. Well, when we started doing you know, this research method and we pulled all sorts of, and we're talking about hair loss forums. So anywhere where your audience is hanging out and talking about their pain points or talking about a similar product, we pull that all in and then there's tools online. You can go in and then you can extract the top words that come up. So you pull those in a document, you run those words through a tool that'll put in all the top uh, words and you'll get words spit out like hair loss, and bear, you know, whatever that looks like. And hairline was on the top words. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is clearly going to resonate with the audience if we start using this word. So these are the examples that we can do to increase the conversion, whether it's on the ads, whether it's on the product page. The other thing that we can do beyond that is using reviews, which is in essence the same, the same thing, whether it's in your ads or whether it's on your product page. You want to get a review app on right away. Shopify provides a free one, but there's really great tools like, and I'm not like sponsored by any of these you know, at this time, but like Yapo or um, another one, Stamp.io. Those are really great because sales psychology comes into social proof. So people want to see that other people are buying this. This is why Amazon is so good about the reviews. I mean, how, Kevin, do you ever find yourself attracted to Amazon products that have more reviews? And those are the ones... You, oh, you, of course. Yeah. So this is what comes up. And then speaking of Amazon, cow method reviews and pulling those, Amazon also has a great tool where it will right above the question section. Have you ever noticed this? They'll put the most common phrases or words or questions that come up and they'll highlight them. So you know what people are asking. You know what you need to appeal to. So I love using the example of earbuds. I don't know why I do this, but I do. And it's that people have very specific pain points about earbuds and what they're looking for. They want like noise reduction. They want good bass, right? And so if you can look at that in the reviews or people asking those questions and then answer that question in your ad copy or on your landing page, you're one step closer to getting the conversion. So those are some things we can think about. And then the final thing I'll mention, because I know as product developers, we're so excited about the futures of our products. And usually it's the futures that are what makes it special or, or better than our competitors. But the thing is, is consumers don't really care about the futures. They care about the benefits. And we often get that messed up because we're so close to our product that we're so excited about the futures. But... The best thing to do is take those features. And yes, we, we need to list them on the product page. But in our ads, our ads are all about benefits. It's about getting someone from point A to point B. And people buy for two reasons, pain or pleasure. That's it. Um, there's no other reason someone buys. And so we have to tell them why this product is going to bring them solve a pain point or bring them pleasure. And the best way to do this is 
put yourself through an exercise. Can I do it with you, Kevin, maybe? You yeah, let's go. Exercise? Okay. I like to do the, let's say the so that exercise, okay? And so give me an example of a product you've developed with a future that you can highlight right now. You, you can put out anything. Sure. I'll, I'll pick a pet bot for this one. Okay. Pet bot. Okay. So the product, uh, the number one future about this product is what? That it connects you with your pet while you're away from the house. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to take you one step further. Now we're going to add so that at the end of that sentence. So it connects you uh, with I your like pet this. after at, when you're out of the house. So that what, Kevin? So that you can have spend more time with your pet or so that you can feel more connected to your pet or so that you can feel like your pet is nearby. Exactly. You got it. You got it. Okay. So this is the number one way we can improve our ad copy and our landing pages is add so that. And the other way you can do this is you can ask yourself, so what? So going back to that same thing, and I'm going to push you a little further and we might get the same results, but we say, okay, the number one feature is it, you can stay connected to your pet when you leave your house. Well, so what? Who cares, Kevin? So what? Now, so what? Tell me, so what, what? What does that people, mean? Well, I guess if we flip it to the pain side, people miss their pets when they're away from the house. Exactly. So, and then, so what? Well, then now you're not going to feel, you know, anxiety about missing your pet, right? And so these are where we want to start looking into that. And there we go. Pain point or pleasure. This product solves a pain point. So we need to be clear about that. And we need to talk about the benefits. So yes, it is a product that allows you to stay connected to your pet when you leave the house. But the true benefit is I'm not worried about my, my pet. I know they're okay. I can, you know, see them or talk to them, whatever I need to do because I love them and I care about them. So now all of my copy, all, everything is going to resonate around that, right? I can still list those features every, you know, the quality of the camera or the Bluetooth connectability or this or that. But what I really care about is the emotional, sales copy that's going to push someone over the edge and solve either their problem um, or that pain point. Does that kind of... I love it. I like this exercise too, because it's something that somebody can do at home. And you've made it really clear to understand one of the most difficult things in messaging, which is understanding the value to that person, right? Really understanding the value going forward, not just the features. And absolutely, as product designers, as engineers... We, you know, I've worked with over a thousand inventors and product hardware startups over the years, and it's very, very difficult for them to step back, put themselves out of the realm of the features for a moment, and just simply think about that end user and what is the 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 so what or or what's next or why of what the features are that the product offers. Exactly. So you can, as a product developer, put yourself through this exercise so that you, you start talking about your product in a different way. And then the next step to this in terms of marketing is how do we get them distribution, you know, on our product when we're first starting out? And, you know, what we really need is distribution. We need, we need right. traffic. We need it, our eyeballs on it. Now, not all traffic is equal. I've had clients that have spent $20,000 to get into some fancy magazine and it did nothing for them. And then we've had clients that just use really good UGC that they get for free 
that has skyrocketed their brand, UGC meaning user-generated content. So what I see working, and again, it always comes back to psychology, is social proof. And so if you can, if you're kind of bootstrapping this and you need to get your product out there, there are so many ways to get your products out to influencers. Now, I'm not talking about mass volume influencers that don't even care about your brand. I'm talking about people who actually have a following who listen to them, who you respect, who you want to build a long term relationship with, because influencer marketing isn't about quantity. It's it's 100 percent about quality because you want them to be your brand ambassadors. So if there's so many startups that that did this, that started this way, that got their products out to influencers that had an audience that was in alignment with their brand. And so, for example, we have a client that does swimwear uh, for um, everybody. So a, a lot of curvier women. And so, so much of the influencers that would work well for that client would be women who have that audience that are, you know, body confident and um, who have that messaging, right? That would be a really good influencer for a brand who we'd like to develop a long-term relationship with. But even beyond social, the best influencers are on YouTube because of two things. One is social is so fast, you know, it's it's just gone in a day, right? And so they'll need to be posting about it quite a bit and build this long-term relationship with you. And people aren't necessarily on social to buy, but on YouTube, they're looking at experts in the space. And usually it's like a how-to, it's someone they respect, right? I mean, that's what your YouTube channel is about. You know, you're teaching, you're looked at as an expert in the space. And so when you recommend something, it means something. But beyond that, it grows and grows and grows over time. Every video grows traffic. It actually has a backlink in it. You can build out an ambassador program that's long-term. So we've had clients that have had YouTube influencers that were making supplemental income at $5 a sale of over $5,000 a month from one video, just supplemental over time, just going and going and going. So for me, I love to look for YouTube influencers. And beyond that, you can have a lot of fun with your products. I want to give you one other idea for someone. So let's say we have a client who does um, snacks. And they've been in BuzzFeed, for example. Well, BuzzFeed has a lot of followers on YouTube, right? But this brand is really fun. That's the brand messaging. We're fun. So what can we do with like BuzzFeed, right? Well, we can have them do some sort of really funny like taste test, blind taste test. How many you know snacks can you put into your mouth? You know, whatever that looks like. So what is on brand for you and who has distribution? And how can you have them use your product in a very authentic way to get it out there? This is amazing because you can start with smaller influences. I know that's a, it's a big term that's floated around. And a lot of people, if they're just getting into direct selling right now, they've got their website up, they've gone through your exercises, they have their messaging, maybe a few different types of ad copy they've put together, a couple different landing pages. One of the easy low-hanging fruits there is influencers. And this doesn't mean that you're going to the most famous people in the world. You start at what you can afford, or you start at who really represents your brand that's at a small scale, and then start A-B testing there as well. So as you try different influencers at the smaller level, they're starting to build value to your brand, your product, whatever else, both to directly sell it. But what I really like is you're also creating a foundation for them. You're creating a whole series of experts who are promoting your product, and that may have longevity as you go into bigger sales channels like distributors, B2B, wholesale, direct-to-retail, et cetera. 
So the value isn't just in the sales that you're generating, but this intrinsic or long-term goodwill, uh, like you said earlier on in the discussion, market validation or other customer validation, all of this is very powerful with an influencer. And all this you can do before you've ever even made your first sale. So you could use this to generate your first 50 to 100 sales. That's how, yes. That could be very powerful. Yeah, there was a brand and I, I forget the name, but I've referenced them a couple times where they, I believe, did keto cereal possibly. And before they had even developed it, they sent their cereal in Ziploc bags to influencers to try. Wow. And, yeah. And so, and I believe it's a brother and sister team and they're like a multi-million dollar brand in very short time. And they, they just want to get their product out there. And those influencers would post about it. And all they did is they drove traffic to a landing page to be on a wait list for when the product actually came out. The product wasn't even developed, you know, it wasn't even packaged. And so they had a hugely successful launch. So that's something you can do. And then that kind of ties in video, which I would love to talk about just a little bit there, because I know the pain point of making video when you're trying to sell your product. I know it. It's probably one of the hardest things to do. But, you know, the reality is we're in a world where people want to see video, especially if you're, let's say, developing a hardware product and it needs a demo. A lot of those products need a demonstration on how it works or what makes it better. Your money is very well spent if it needs to be demonstrated, having someone do that for you and having someone show how to use it. And on your website itself or in your ads, you know, using that, but on your product photos, you know, on your website, make sure you have a 3D video rendering of your product or having a video where someone's using it like the dog, you know, leaving it, setting it on your phone, you know, saying bye to, you know, Nova, my dog's name, little Nova saying bye, giving her kisses, walking away, and then being able to check in on her. That's going to resonate with people. So making sure you have those video product demos, how to use the product, what makes it better. You can list the features on that product demo video, a 360 degree rendering. And then of course, testimonials on camera are really compelling as well. Oh, that that's all great advice. So assuming if we had all this put together and we wanted to use ads to sell, where do we start? How, do, how does it work? Yeah, it's so I like to think of it as, you know, it's this kind of four tier process. We call it the one, two, three, four step process. And it would be, you know, top of funnel cold audiences who've never heard of you. Middle of funnel might be people who have seen your videos before or on your social channels. They haven't yet gone to your website. Uh, your third tier would be people who've actually invested, gone onto your assets off of, you know, YouTube or social and gone onto your website or on your email list, but haven't yet bought. And then the fourth tier is are what we call loyalty previous purchasers and how we bring them back. So when we, whenever we're selling, we're thinking in these four kinds of tiers. And we have to remember that again, sales, it all comes back to psychology and building relationships. You had Jan, uh, the CEO of the furniture company on, he actually was talking about how, you know, when he talks to the, the top of funnel kind of person at a company, he gets to know their name, knows about their kids, their birth dates, because he knows he's in the business of relationships. It's no different. People want to do business with people, right? And so we need to warm up 
which is why it's called cold, them our audience to the concept. So it depends on what you're selling. Every niche is a little different, but top of funnel might be something where it's an educational video. It talks about like the wow factor, what makes this so special, or let's say you're in skincare and you use certain ingredients or well, educational video on why these ingredients are so important and what, why it's needed. Or if you have another product that has a, a trademarked or patented technology, which I highly advise everyone trademark some sort of, we've done it before, made up name for your technology, just do it. Name it, trademark it. It is a USP. It's a unique selling proposition to someone that makes your technology better. So using those types of videos at top of funnel really works. And then once you educate them, that's when you can start getting them to engage you and trying to get them onto your website. So at that point, depending again on the price point, it would be things like, uh, promotional content, um, lead magnets. So getting people to sign up for something in exchange for whatever that looks like, um, customer reviews, testimonials, influencer marketing. And then you kind of go into the email marketing and, and the third and fourth tiers. We're really trying to get them to buy, including them in our sales, including them in new product launches, um, exclusive launches, um, and those types of customer journeys. So every part of that customer journey has a different message to it, depending on where they are in whether they even know what the problem is that they have or not. And if they're aware of the problem, then how do we get them to trust us that we have the best solution for it? And then getting them to convert and buy and then be brand ambassadors, trust our, our company enough to purchase from us again or tell their, their friends about it. And that's how we kind of build out this customer journey. It's such powerful stuff, especially identifying those different types of customer brackets and then trying pieces of content, basically what it comes down to, different types of ad copy, pieces of content that you believe will resonate. If you've gone through the original method that you talked about, about figuring out exactly why they would be interested and what value it has to them, what's the end benefit? How does it improve their life or how does it solve a pain point? And if you've tried a bunch of these things on different platforms, you'll start to see what sells. And that's one of the beauties about online sales is that it's all trackable. So you can figure out which campaigns are working, which campaigns are not working, and then tweak and refine from there. A lot of this as well as providing product feedback, which is another beautiful thing we talk about quite often on the show. And it's when you get this information back as to either why somebody's buying or why they're not buying, use that information, keep track of that information and think about it as you plan to develop your brand or develop your next product, or like you said, a specialty or a unique product, maybe for a certain audience or whatever else. You can start building this data into your own internal IP so that you can use that to sell going forward. So don't forget the feedback, but on the on the flip side, try a number of things as well and see really what, what's working. Exactly. And then, you know, don't forget the platform you're on or don't exclude yourself from considering whether or not you buy from your own ads. So what I mean by that is, you know, the biggest mistake is we're very excited about selling our product is we try to sell right away. But the reality is, unless it's a, I always say it's a fidget spinner, whether it's this just really trendy or low cost product, you might not be able to do that. You're probably going to have to build up this relationship. So I really encourage you to be patient build out that quote unquote funnel, you know, funnel people in through your content and have fun with it. Don't be super salesy on a platform like Facebook or Instagram, where it's not really about the sales. It's about engagement. It's about building community and relationships. And the one hack I have for everyone that they can do is Facebook allows you to see uh, every ad there is. And so what you can do is you can type in the Facebook ad library, you can Google it. And you can type in big companies, like your big competitors, right? Who
who you inspire to be like. And I can guarantee you they're investing millions in their ad agency and their marketing and the ads that you see that are up, you can get inspiration from and you can you can have a good idea that they're probably working because they put them by month. So if you see an ad that's still running from six months ago, you have a good idea that whatever that messaging is, it's probably working. Otherwise, that multi-million dollar company probably wouldn't be running it anymore. So they've already done all the hard work for you. They've already invested in the huge ad agencies at millions of dollars, and you get to reap the benefits. You get to take the inspiration from what they're doing, get that idea, and roll it out into your own ads in your own way with your own twist. So Kara, I love when folks bring special hacks onto the show, because that's a great one. And I think everybody, you know, it's an easy way. Again, one of these things that you can do at home, go take a look at what to, what competitive, or maybe you don't have a competitor. Maybe you're, you're really creating something new, but you can look at similar markets or you can look at alternative versions of that alternative products for that and just see what they're doing and, and start to craft your messaging around that. And as well, some of the exercise and blending it together and then see what works for you. And really grow yes. from there. Now, if somebody really wants to accelerate their brand and grow with your firm, how do they get a hold of you? What sorts of clients are you looking for? And um, just keep in mind, I'll also put all the show notes uh, for everyone listening. I'll put all the, the the links in the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to, so that you can get a hold of uh, Takara and her agency from there. Thank you so much for asking, Kevin. So, I'm Takara Charisma everywhere. And it's, I don't think there's another Takara Charisma out there. I'm very lucky. And it's spelled kind of funny. So I'm sure you'll put it in there. And so you can, you know, link up with me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever. And then the agency is Charisma Marketing. And that's K-A-R-I-Z-M-A. So you can thank my mom. She was a hippie. And we really help serve seven-figure plus e-commerce brands and help them scale through a uh, full service digital marketing strategy. We also consult for smaller brands or bigger brands that just want consultants to come in. And we really focus on email marketing, um, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, organic social media, SEO, website conversion rate optimization, and so much more. So we take a full holistic approach to really scaling a brand online. That's amazing. Takara, thanks again for being on the show and sharing all these words to wisdoms with our audience today. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.